Coming up, Aaron Rodgers tries to avoid another loss and an in-state challenge for the unbeaten Eagles. This is Locked On Game to Game NFL. Every game, every team, every angle. Locked On Game to Game, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? You are listening to Locked On Game to Game NFL, vocal experts taking you from game to game in week eight of the NFL season. I'm your host, Daniela Bruce, and thank you for making Locked On your first listen every weekday. Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens went on a 24-12 run in the second half and beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Our Locked On Ravens host recaps the win for Baltimore, while Locked On Bucks has to figure out how Tom Brady comes back from this 3-5 and five start. The Baltimore Ravens get the job done against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in week eight on Thursday night football. I'm Kevin Ostriker, the host of Locked on Ravens. And Baltimore picks up that big 27-22 win in a game that didn't really start off well for them on either side of the ball. The Ravens have just 21 total yards of offense, including negative five rushing yards at the end of the first quarter. But Lamar Jackson finishes the contest 27 of 38, 238 yards and two scores through the air. Gus Edwards leads the team in rushing before leaving with a hamstring injury. And that was the theme, guys stepping up due to others leaving with injuries. Mark Andrews, shoulder injury ruled out for the game. Rashad Bateman tweaks his foot injury. He's ruled out for the game. So you have guys like Isaiah Likely, six catches for 77 yards and a score. You have Demarcus Robinson having six catches of his own. You also have Devin Duvernay making an impact as both a receiver and as a rusher. Baltimore had plenty of momentum in the second half. It was a very good second half for them. They held the ball for almost 20 more minutes than Tampa Bay did over the course of the game on defense. You have Justin Houston stepping into the fountain of youth once again. Two more sacks, and that momentum Baltimore will now carry into their mini bye week as they play the New Orleans Saints on Monday Night Football in Week 9. So plenty of time for the Ravens to regroup, reset, recharge and be able to take a little break before diving back into some football action. But an impressive win in Week 8, nonetheless, being able to take a game that didn't start off well and finish it extremely strong. For more on this Ravens team and their Week 8 win against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, be sure to follow the Locked Ravens podcast and subscribe on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. No passion, no discipline, no win for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm David Harrison of the Locked on Bucks podcast coming to you following a 27 to 22 loss for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to the Baltimore Ravens on Thursday night football to kick off week eight. The Buccaneers now three and five and somehow still in contention to be in first place in the NFC South that has suddenly turned it turned into the NFC slouch uh, in 2022. And that's the only saving grace here for the Buccaneers is that while they're continuing to spin their tires, uh, and embarrass themselves week in and week out against sub subpar opponents. The Baltimore Ravens a little bit better than the teams they've lost to recently, uh, but still a team that they should have been able to compete against and also uh, defeat at home in prime time. The rest of the NFC South is also uh, struggling away to get any type of wins or semblance of continuity within their own rosters. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, though, not only is the team struggling, but their captains are struggling. And, and mainly quarterback Tom Brady, linebacker Devin White, Devin White specifically with just multiple, multiple examples of piss poor performance, lack of effort. Uh, I don't know how you keep a captain's patch on somebody playing like that and expect the rest of your defense to rally around them. And I don't how, know how you expect to win when your quarterback is missing wide open receivers coming across the middle, missing tight ends that are coming open in the end zone for cr critical scores during the, the course of the game. And now, of course, uh, adding on to their injury problems that they've already had. Shaquille Barrett left the game with an ankle injury. 
bad getting worse for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. One time a Super Bowl contender now just clinging to the fact that their division is bad enough. They may sneak into the playoffs for more on this game and everything Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Check out James Jarko and I five days a week at the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jaguars fans may have been able to guess that their team would be two and five at this point, but Denver fans had higher expectations for the Broncos. It has not been smooth sailing for Denver to start the season, and our Locked On Broncos and Jaguars hosts tell you how each side can come away with win number three on Sunday. The Denver Broncos offense is in dire straits ahead of Sunday's matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Will Russell Wilson be playing in this game on Sunday? And could it be Nathaniel Hackett's last straw? I'm Cody Rourke, host of Lockdown Broncos, and several questions for this Broncos offense, which has struggled historically this season to get going. Whether it's Russell Wilson under center, whether it's Brett Rippon, the main issue has been consistency, especially in the play calling department, which could mean that Nathaniel Hackett could be facing a lot of pressure in Sunday's game. If the Broncos lose, there are rumblings that the team could part ways with him. What would that mean? And would that set the offense back, considering that you have to add more responsibilities onto another coach's plate? Plus, will Russell Wilson play on Sunday against the Jaguars as he's dealing with a partially torn hamstring? He was limited in Wednesday's practice, but is trending in the right direction. The Broncos could be going into the bye week at 2-6 and six if they lose on Sunday, which could result in a lot of changes within the organization. I'm Cody Rourke, host of Lockdown Broncos. Make sure you check us out on your favorite audio podcasting platforms or whether you watch on YouTube. Jaguars play Denver and London on Sunday, and the biggest storylines is they got to find a way to win, man. The Jaguars just got to figure it out. They've been close. They've lost five games the last four. Uh, consecutively, but they're two and five, and the way that they've lost these games is all by one score. Now, they found a different way to lose them, but all of them have one thing in common and are similar. They just keep losing close games and finding different ways to bungle it at the very, very end. They have to figure out who they are. They have to ride their best players. Their best players have to lead this team to victory in those closing moments of the game so that's what they got to do they got to get it figured out make sure you catch me on the locked on jaguars podcast where it's your team every day all week the atlanta falcons are hoping a matchup against the panthers can get them back to 500 but the depleted carolina roster is coming off a win over tom brady's bucks last week locked on falcons goes over how atlanta avoids giving the panthers another upset win Taking the ball away holds the key to victory for the Falcons in week eight versus the Panthers. I'm Aaron Freeman, host of Locked On Falcons. Turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. The Carolina Panthers are no stranger to them having eight of their giveaways in their five losses with zero turnovers in both of their wins. And of course, the Falcons are also no stranger to taking the ball away with 10 takeaways this season which is tied for ninth best in the NFL. And if the Falcons can be opportunistic, steal some possessions away from Carolina and also avoid turnovers of their own by controlling the clock, leaning on their fourth ranked rushing attack, they should be able to grind out a win at home this weekend against the Panthers. For more coverage of this matchup, follow Locked On Falcons, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Dallas Cowboys got back on track against the Lions last week after their second loss of the season. And Dallas looks to continue the success against the NFC North with another win over the Bears this weekend. Locked on Cowboys tells you how Dallas will make that happen. 
If the Dallas Cowboys are going to win this Sunday against the Chicago Bears in Dallas, they are going to need to stop the run better than they have previously. Hi, I'm Landon McCool with the Locked On Cowboys podcast, and it seems like the previous few weeks the teams have realized that running the football against the Cowboys defense is a much better option than trying to step back and pass. And I don't imagine that this week will be any different with Chicago Bears coming to town with against the Dallas Cowboys. Justin Fields has developed quite a bit. Uh, it seems like they the offense has really taken a step forward forward previous last week when they were playing new england they they chicago used their bye week wisely to kind of add some things that seem to kind of fit what justin fields does well and the cowboys need to look out for it he is a dangerous uh, runner with the ball in his hands it sounds like mike mccarthy is considering uh, fields to be a primary uh, ball carrier so they will continue to focus on trying to stop his legs as well as his his, his arms this is all kind of under the backdrop of the cowboys having just completed a trade for a new run stuffer in Jonathan Hankins from the Las Vegas Raiders. Hopefully his addition combined with some tweaks to help spy on uh, on fields throughout the game will help the Cowboys contain that. And you know, ultimately, the Cowboys have a better roster here. They should win this game, but they've got to make sure that they don't let the young quarterback run all over and spoil their day. For more on the Cowboys, make sure you check out the Locked On Cowboys podcast or all the podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day fresh off that loss to dallas the detroit lions hope to bounce back when they host the miami dolphins can detroit contain that high-powered miami offense locked on dolphins and lions fill you in if the miami dolphins want to secure a win in week eight against the detroit lions they need to look to create explosive plays offensively this is Kyle Krabs of Locked On Dolphins. And the Dolphins got back to their winning ways in Week 7 with a primetime victory over the Pittsburgh Steelers. And now we're set to face a Detroit Lions defense that is among the worst in the NFL in essentially every major statistical defensive category, including tackling. With the speed that the Dolphins skill players have, they are going to have to create explosive plays offensively and try to get those scores into the end zone, which is something we haven't seen from the Dolphins over the course of the month of October. That speed is great. Chunk gains is great. But can you take a chunk play and put it into the end zone? After Miami had a hard time finishing drives against Pittsburgh, they'd be best to not leave it to doubt. The Detroit Lions must contain Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. They want to knock off the Dolphins at Ford Field this Sunday. I'm Matt Derry, host of the Locked On Lions podcast. When you look at this matchup this weekend, Waddle and Hill on the outside could pose big problems for the Lions secondary. They played better against the Cowboys last weekend, but you talk about a rookie free safety in Kirby Joseph and Deshaun Elliott at strong safety, not the speediest of guys at home. Ford Field should be rocking, but a fast track. Hill and Waddle are so good on the deep ball the Lions defense have to be aware of that and really kind of limit those guys and their productivity. For more on your Detroit Lions and this weekend's big matchup, be sure to check out the Lockdown Lions podcast every Monday through Friday, free and available wherever you get your podcasts, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Coming up, Sam Ellinger prepares for his NFL debut, and can the Giants keep the magic going? This is Lockdown Game to Game NFL. All right, here's a sports analogy for you. When it comes to burglars, your home is like the end zone, and you need the absolute strongest defense you can muster. This is why I use and trust Simply Safe Home Security. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. It's cutting edge technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back, so you always know that your home is safe. 
Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. HD security cameras for inside and outside your home. Smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when a threat is real. And even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Welcome back to Locked On Game to Game NFL. I'm your host, Daniela Bruce, and thank you so much for making Locked On your first listen every weekday. Bragging rights in Pennsylvania are up for grabs this weekend when the Steelers visit the unbeaten Eagles. No love is lost between these two teams and Locked On Steelers and Eagles break down the key to Sunday's battle. I'm Chris Carter of the Locked On Steelers podcast, and these are your Locked On Now keys to the Steelers game against the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles, of course, are coming off the bye. They're 6-0. and They look unstoppable on both sides of the ball. They are doing a great job in turnovers, being that they are giving up the fewest and creating the most in the NFL. Mike Tomlin praised them for that in his Tuesday press conference, but there's several keys the Steelers have to achieve to win the week. It's got the Steelers, in my eyes, have a slim chance at winning this game, but if they have any hope, these two things have to happen. On defense, they have to get after Jalen Hurts. They haven't been able to generate much of a, as much of a pass rush without TJ Watt. But one thing that they have to do defensively is something that they have been able to do recently in the past couple of weeks, and that's defend the middle of the field. When you look at Jalen Hurts' numbers and you and you break down where he's having the most success throwing the ball, it's between the numbers. On deep passing, his pass rating is 127 yards when he's going down in the middle part of the field. Outside the numbers, it's about 30 points less in his passer rating. When you're going past 10, 10 yards, it's about 60 points in favor. He's, 100, he's He has 141 pass rating in the NFL. Those dip down into the 80s when he goes outside the numbers in either direction. The Steelers have to make sure that he's going to be winning without, by throwing the ball on the outside and force him to use his arm to fit it into tight spots. They also have to find a way to limit him on the ground because he's going to find a way to get loose. The, the Eagles love to use his legs, and that's going to force the Steelers to have to trust each other. On defense, if they're running around like a chicken with their head cut off, they're going to get ripped apart in this game. But they've shown the ability to do that in the last few weeks now that they aren't being out on the field for 100 snaps a game. The other question on offense, they also have to win in the middle part of the field. You do not want to go after this secondary that has James Bradbury and, Jed, Daria, and Darius Slay on the, on the outside, and the way to attack this, this Eagles defense is down the middle. Now, here's the thing for the Steelers. That's where they have never gone this season enough, and that's that's why they're in a really tough spot here. But if you go look 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 at their numbers, Chauncey Gardner uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson has given up four touchdowns as the safety down down the middle part of the field. You also look at Marcus Epps; he's given up a touchdown. Their passer ratings allowed are much are, are much more significant than the, than that of Darius Slade, James James Bradbury, who when they're target, they're giving up passer ratings of thirty two and thirty one. Don't go outside. If Kenny Pickett wants to live in this game and improve his numbers, he has to attack the middle part of the field. That's what the Steelers have to key up. We'll see if they actually do that in this game. Gino Camilleri here, host of the Lockdown Eagles podcast, to bring you the Week 8 Keys to Victory as the Philadelphia Eagles are up for the Battle of Pennsylvania as the Pittsburgh Steelers come on down to Philadelphia and take on the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles who are sitting at Six and oh, the Eagles are coming off of a bye week where they were able to get healthy and acquire Robert Quinn, 
from the Chicago Bears. They will be back ready to go to take on a team that is sitting at 2-5. and five. Nick Sirianni will make sure to remind his team that they were 2-5 and five last year, right before they went on that stretch run. The Pittsburgh Steelers are a well-coached team by Mike Tomlin. They are a dangerous opponent, especially in a game that only happens every four years. And there sure is to be a bunch of people coming down from Pittsburgh to support the black and gold. But for the Philadelphia Eagles, what do they have to do? They have to take care of business much like they did against a far inferior quarterback than they have taken on in the past couple games. You look at Kenny Pickett. He has been struggling in his first few games in the National Football League. The Philadelphia Eagles went on a stretch last year where they played a bunch of quarterbacks who were not playoff caliber quarterbacks, who they had to handle their business against, and they did. They have to do exactly that, where they start on a run going against Kenny Pickett, then Davis Mills, then Taylor Heineke, then Sam Ellinger. If they want to make it as the number one seed in the NFC East and in the NFC, they have to handle business in these games, Gino Camilleri, host of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. The Titans are alone again atop the AFC South and hope to keep it that way with a win over division rival Houston this weekend. Lockdown Titans tells you how Tennessee can get the job done in Houston. If the Tennessee Titans want to win this weekend, Derrick Henry has to do what he does best, run all over the Houston Texans. My name is Tyler Rowland, host of the Locked On Titans podcast. My key to victory for the Titans is simple. Derrick Henry has to reign supreme. In his past three matchups against the Houston Texans, Derrick Henry has averaged 224 yards and over two touchdowns, including a 250-yard performance. Not only that, but the Houston Texans are the worst run defense in the NFL, giving up over 160 yards a game. It's a smash spot for the King, and that's Especially important considering Titans starting quarterback Ryan Tannehill got severely banged up in the previous game against the Colts and has a pretty nasty ankle sprain that he'll be dealing with. So Derrick Henry running the ball all over the Houston Texans has to be the key for the Titans to come out victorious in week eight. For more analysis, check out the Locked On Titans podcast and the Locked On Titans YouTube channel where it's your team every day. Sam Ellinger will make his first NFL start this weekend for the Indianapolis Colts, taking over for Matt Ryan for the game against the Commanders. Our Locked On Colts host previews his debut and what he'll need to do to beat Washington. This Sunday, it's all about the quarterback position for the Colts after the team pulled Matt Ryan as the starter in favor of Sam Ellinger. This is Jake Arthur of the Locked On Colts podcast. Simply put, Sunday is going to be a big unknown wild card for the Colts. When we last saw Ellinger in the preseason, he was lethal. He extended plays, he found guys downfield, and he had a really high completion percentage. However, this is the regular season now where everyone's good and the coaches will have specific schemes drawn up. Ultimately, can Ellinger help unlock the Colts' run game with the likelihood of more RPOs? And will he get the ball downfield like Matt, Matt Ryan often had not been doing lately? Anyways, thanks for checking in, everybody. For more on your Indianapolis Colts and this move, be sure to check out the Locked On Colts podcast every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The 6-1 New York Giants will try to keep the magic going this week in Seattle against another surprise success story in the Seahawks. Locked On Giants previews the only game between winning records in the NFL all week. 
It's onward and upward for the New York Giants as they wrap up back-to-back road games this week with a visit to the Emerald City to face the high-flying Seattle Seahawks. Hi, everybody. Patricia Trainer reporting. And to say that it's been an interesting season so far for the 6-1 New York Giants would be something of an understatement. This is the Giants team whose offense is averaging 21.4 points per game. Not exactly a juggernaut, but they're getting the job done each week on the legs of Saquon Barkley and quarterback Daniel Jones and via some stout defensive play. But this week, the Giants are going to have a little bit more of a challenge beyond the Seahawks themselves. New York will be down two starting offensive linemen, left guard Ben Bredesen and right tackle Evan Neal, both of whom have MCL injuries. They will also be without their number one tight end, Daniel Bellinger, who is out indefinitely with an eye injury suffered last week that requires some surgery. For the Giants, it's always been about the next man up when they've had an injury. But when it comes to the rookie tight end, it's really hard to say for certain if they have someone else on the depth chart capable of doing everything that Bellinger can do, both in the running game and the passing game. Bellinger has accounted for 12.6% of the Giants' reception this year and 12.4% of the receiving yards, his 94.1 reception percentage being second among tight ends, total of 34 tight ends with at least 15 receptions this season, and his 143.1 reception rating being third amongst that same group. Therein lies one of the keys for the Giants' offense. Who figures to step in to absorb Bellinger's reps and production? Or will it be a group attempt? And with new faces on the offensive line, how much will they miss Bellinger's help blocking in the running game? We'll find out the answers to all these questions in the coming week accumulating in the game against the Seahawks. For more on the New York Giants, keep it here on the Locked on Giants podcast. Aaron Rodgers against Josh Allen finishes the day of football on Sunday night with Buffalo hoping to deal another blow to a struggling Green Bay team. Locked on Bills has more on how Buffalo stays hot and beats the Packers. Detroit Lions defensive end Aiden Hutchinson may already have a three-sack game to his credit this season, but I think his best pass rushing display came in Week 7 against the Dallas Cowboys where he recorded two very impressive sacks. While we can always expect Hutch to play with a hot motor and unrelenting effort, Hutchinson's pass rush repertoire shined against Dallas. His first sack came against fellow rookie and Cowboys first-round pick Trey Smith. Hutch was fluid and quick off the ball and attacked Smith's near hip and executed a rip move to get through him and bring down Dak Prescott. His ability to power through the rush angle against a strong and athletic tackle in Smith was highly impressive. And oh, by the way, Hutch brought down Dak with just one arm. On his second sack, Hutch got right by tackle Terrence Steele with a gorgeous inside spin move. Hutch initially threatened Steele's near hip before rolling back inside with perfect timing and a firm ice pick technique to propel him to the quarterback. Steele was frozen in his kick slide, and Hutch worked through the B-gap and found himself right in Prescott's face. Four and a half sacks in Hutch's last five games. The number two overall pick is coming into his own for the Detroit Lions. That's all today for Locked On Game to Game NFL. Thank you for making Locked On your first to listen every weekday. Subscribe to Locked On NFL and your team's Locked On podcast for more football coverage every day of the week. I'm Daniela Bruce, and this has been Locked On Game to Game.